Hello, you're listening to Insurance Covered, the podcast that examines and explains the inner workings of the insurance industry. My name is Peter Mansfield. I'm a partner of the law firm RPC, and in each episode, I will discuss an aspect of the insurance market with a leading individual from the insurance world. Please note that this episode was recorded prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. And this week, we have Ed Gaze with us, and our topic will be the Lloyd's Lab and the development of insurance-based technology, or insuretech as it's known. Ed has a background that can only be described as eclectic. He started out as a mechanical engineer before becoming a tax advisor with KPMG. From there, Ed moved into business intelligence, still at KPMG, and then data analytics, which he also did at EY. However, since August 2018, Ed has been running the Lloyd's Lab, and that, my dear listeners, is why he's with us today. So Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Peter. It's a pleasure. So bear in mind that your background is fairly eclectic, and I hope you don't mind me describing it as such. Um, Did you have any links with the insurance world before accepting the job at at Lloyd's Lab? Not really, actually. uh, For my whole career, I've never considered insurance as a place that I wanted to go. Um, Up until a few years ago, um, I saw insurance as the place I went to get cover for my car or holiday, and I kind of didn't really think much more about it. saw fintech and finance as an area that seemed quite exciting, although I wasn't going into it. Um, But it was only really recently that I thought of insurance and insurtech as a place that I'd like to kind of dabble with, I guess. So was that because you saw the advert for Lloyd's Lab or was it, you, was it something you were thinking of beforehand and, and the, the job came along? Oh, no, I saw the advert for the, uh, for the role for the Lloyd's Lab and it just kind of twigged because I've been to Lloyd's, the Lloyd's building several years before for Open House in September and looked around the building and was fa- fascinated by the history of it. Um, but it kind of seemed very paper-based and very traditional and just didn't seem like the kind of place that I would fit in, you know. And um, when I saw the role advertised, I thought, wow, Lloyd's is doing something quite different there and quite bold. And that quite excited me, actually. And uh, as soon as I saw that, I was doing whatever I could to get the job. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So could you, um, just as a starter, uh, could you summarise what the Lloyd's Lab actually is? Sure. The Lloyd's Lab was developed to bring skills, tech, ideas, etc., to the Lloyd's market. We want, to make, we want to make the Lloyd's market fit for the next generation, essentially. And we do that by finding the best of InsureTech, um, or those who don't realise they're InsureTech, and bringing them in, partner, partnering them with managing agents in the market, and seeing what we can, what we can do. And, and how's that done? I understand you do, was it 10-week courses or cohorts? 10-week right? cohorts, yes. So, I mean, if I go to the beginning, first of all, we, we meet the market, and we try to figure out what problems we think they're facing that could be solved by InsureTech. Once we, we do that, we distill them into themes, and we typically have around four themes. And then we go out to the market, and I say the market Sorry, is in the four themes. I can't, um, can't leave you without saying that. <laughs> the four themes. So the current, they, they've always changed a little bit for cohort four. The first one is data and models. Mm-hmm. And we've basically had that or a similar theme every cohort. And it's all about getting new, de- new sources of data for underwriters or new ways of modeling things for actuaries. Second theme we have is, again, pretty much been there the whole time, is around finding new insurance products that we can bring to the market using technology. Mm-hmm. And then we have two new ones this time, actually. So one is on the uh, future of transportation and the final one on cyber. Both really broad, um, purposely very broad, and um, pretty excited to see what we get from it, actually. Because yeah. we haven't, for cyber, for example, we haven't had any cyber teams in the lab yet. And so we thought, let's dedicate a theme to that and see what problems we can solve. Oh, that sounds great. Anyway, I, sorry, I interrupted you. You're saying that, the first of all, you go to the market, yep, and then we, you come up with the themes. 
Sure, yeah, we pick our themes and then we, we work with a partner called Almarks. They help us with the scouting. Um, so they go out and speak to startup networks. They promote for us. Uh, we do our own promotion as well mm-hmm. and basically try to get the best of startups and tech businesses to apply. I use the word startups loosely because we're not just after startups um, and we're not just after insurtechs really either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they help us scout. We typically have, say, 150 to 250 applications. And then we go through a scoring process, a pitch day, and uh, and then they join us. Uh, and how many do you have on each cohort? We aim for around 10. And, and, and talk me through how the 10 weeks are structured. What the, is there a specific routine to them or, or, or are they, you develop them for each cohort differently? So there's a broad structure for the 10 weeks, um, but each startup um, or each insurtech will, will, will do something different based on what their, their uh, objectives are. So first of all, they join the first week is all about kind of getting them up to speed and getting them to meet their mentors. So they each have between three and 10 mentors from the Lloyd's Market, getting them to meet them and figure out what it is they want to achieve together over the 10 weeks. Then we also do a lot of kind of Lloyd's 101 sessions with them and introductions to various people from across the market, whether it's the LMA, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's um, the future at Lloyd's clearly, um, various departments within Lloyd's, the corporation, so that the teams know they know what questions to ask and they know what opportunities they have when they're here. Because even if they're an insurtech, they might not really know what's going on at Lloyd's, uh, the level that they, mm-hmm. they need to. So the first week is all about that. We then mm-hmm. have a midpoint kind of review where we get the teams together um, and meet with their mentors. And we just want to make sure that, that things are going as they should be. Yeah. You know, Make sure they've got a plan for what they're going to deliver by the end of the 10 weeks and try and um, unblock any blockages that are there really. Okay. And you've mentioned the mentoring element and that's clearly very attractive to any company in that situation who's wanting to kind of move into insure tech and, and influence the insurers. Um, so how does that work in practice? You, you say that each, each uh, company on, on the cohort will have three to ten mentors, but how, how many hours a week is that? Or, or is, it, is it one-on-one or is it, what does the mentoring actually look like? Yeah, the mentoring, it's a good question. So the mentoring is, is, I think, what differentiates the Lloyd's Lab from a lot of other accelerators and, and incubators. Some mentors will will end up working really closely with the startup for the ten weeks. They'll introduce them to their colleagues. They'll um, they'll run proofs of concept with them and really try to see how they're going to work with them going forward as partners. Other mentors will come in and just maybe they'll come for an hour a week and they'll you know they'll come to the mentor meeting and give some feedback and give them some ideas as to maybe how they can develop, tweak their project product mm-hmm. in a certain way or maybe they're not quite marketing themselves right. Things like that is a really big range as to what the mentors will do in terms of what they provide and how often they meet. So, so that the mentor is an individual rather than a syndicate as a whole. Yeah. So um, we have an agreement with the syndicates and well, the managing agents, and under that agreement, anyone from the managing agent can mentor the teams, and they're covered in terms of all the legal stuff. And uh, if a lawyer syndicate actually wants to be a mentor. Um, or an individual within a syndicate or a managing agent, how do they go about it? Do they approach you directly or, or do you go to them? They, they, they approach us. They can go to lloydslab.com and there's a page for mentors when they can sign up. And, and is mentoring uh, open to all insurers, even those not at Lloyd's, or is it limited to Lloyd's? Just Lloyd's and it's, yeah, just Lloyd's managing agents really. We like to get other people involved and we've got something called innovation advisors and it's very informal, but essentially they kind of join in the lab community if they sign up as an innovation advisor. Um, and... Sometimes what happens is the teams that we have in say, hey, I'd like to meet a broker or somebody with XYZ expertise. And what we do is we look at the list of innovation advisors we've got and see if there's anyone who's a match and we try to connect them that way. So there are ways that non-Lloyds insurers and brokers um, mm-hmm. can get involved. 
um, but it's not through mentoring as such. A bit less formal. Right. Okay. Um, and I think you mentioned earlier on that, that your fourth one is is uh, well, as at the time of recording, is about to start or will be starting soon. But probably by the time this goes out, it will have happened. Yeah. Um, so that presumably means you uh, have about. Ten on each one, so that'll be by the, at the end of that one. There'll be about forty companies that have gone through. Is that right? So we've had thirty-five so far. Right. Yeah. Thirty-five in the first. Thirty-five three. in the first three. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. And um, so, do you want to give me some examples of, of companies that have have been a success and that have gone yeah. through the Lloyd's Lab process? Sure. First one, which at the time of recording is really pertinent, is mm. uh, Storm Kira. It has just devastated a lot, lot of the UK and caused, caused flooding. And one of the teams we've had in uh, was Flood Flash. So what Floodflash did is they designed and made their own Internet of Things sensor, which goes on the side of a building mm-hmm. in a defined spot. They will sense the level of water as it as it as a flood rises. It's essentially a parametric insurance product. Yeah. And what happens is a customer will define how much they want to be paid out based on X flood levels. If those flood levels hit within pretty much a day, they'll get paid. I mean, Floodflash really delivered for Storm Kira. They had, I think they paid out around £375,000 within, I think, 28 hours of, of some of the floods happening. So, I mean, that's so good for those people who are, Absolutely. You know, have been devastated by the floods and they don't have to go through that claims process. They don't have a long delay. They can really kind of try and get their business started and up and going again very, very quickly. Absolutely. So, I mean, so, so that's done on the basis of a pre-agreed amount. Um, so the, the insured will say, if I have flooding up to that level, that will cost me £50,000 to sort everything out. So on that trigger, pay me £50,000. Exactly, yes. And if, the insure, if it only costs £20,000 for the insured to sort it out, they effectively get £30,000 bonus. But if it costs them £70,000, they lose £20,000. Yeah. So, yeah, fine. Wow, that's a... Uh, yeah, I can see that. that would speed up the, the payment process. No doubt yeah, and it, I mean, it reduces cost of processing claims. Yeah. You get much happier customers because they can actually move on and, and, and try and you know, sort things out really, really quickly. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so, so, so that's a, a new type of insurance, a provision of a new type of insurance. So what about intermediaries? Do you have an example of how technology... Uh, may affect the way in which insurance is purchased. Yeah, so um, I think the best example of that is probably Leia, mm-hmm. and they were in our first cohort just over a year and a bit ago. Right. Um, so Leia is a US-based, um, essentially a digital broker. And to explain what they do, put yourself in the shoes of a small to medium-sized business owner. So you, you need insurance, mm-hmm. but you probably don't know what insurance you need. You might not really know how to go about getting it. You're busy with your staff, with your, you know, with your customers, with your stock, whatever it might be. So, kind of taking the time out, figuring out how to do this, trying to find a broker you trust, and you know, bring all documentation can be quite a process. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, therefore, don't really get the cover that they need. So, step in layer. So, you go to layer's websites, and as an SME, there's a very good chance you've got cloud accounting. So, you use like Zero or QuickBooks or something like that. Yeah. So, what you do is you go to layer and you say, "I'll give you temporary access to my my accounting details." Right. And Leia will take a look with their AI software and they'll say, right, you look like this customer that we've insured before. We think you need this type of cover. Here's a quote. And basically, with no form filling, you can pretty much get insurance within minutes um, for what you actually need rather than what you think you need. Wow. And also specifically tailored to that insured's needs. Yes, and um, and they could go back in six months' time and say we've been growing rapidly. Can we see if we're still covered for everything we you know yeah. everything we're doing? So it, I mean, it wouldn't work for multinationals. It'd be far too complex. But yes. for for smaller businesses, this is we think it's got a lot of potential. And and Lloyd's invested in them last year. Brilliant. It's interesting to note that both Flood Flash and Layer are and forgive me for 
probably using this term in a kind of amateurish way, but they both sound to me like as though they're disruptors, that they are kind of new ways of approaching the provision and the purchase of, of insurance that disrupts the existing approaches. It's, it's something new which tries to replace what is old. Have you got an example of an insure tech that's come through Lloyd's Lab that enables or improves the existing approach? Yeah, well, I'd say um, in that regard, a lot of them replace something that's old. Yeah. But hopefully the thing that's old is a process that's not really relevant anymore, or yes. Excel spreadsheets or, or just clunky old systems. A lot of startups we've had in, or the insure techs we've had in, have been there to provide services to the Lloyd's market, essentially, which perhaps do things in a better way than they can currently do. So an example would be Sotona AI. Right. They're South African-based. They were in our most recent cohort, cohort three. And what they did in the lab was they worked with one of our managing agents. They got five years worth of historic data for mm-hmm. dedicated authority claims. And they showed how they could do the first notification of loss process down through to reserving calcs much more efficiently than they could previously do. And the savings that they believed they could make for the market were in the kind of hundreds of millions kind of wow. realm and quite eye-watering figures that the managing agent they were working with really defended. Um, so it was kind of really interesting to see the managing agent coming through and really defending the numbers that the yeah. InsurTech came out with. And it was great. It was great to see um, them working together really closely and a solution which could, again, fit really well within the future of Lloyd's programme. Exactly. So, so, so that as a process, if I understand it right, so you have a book of business, a large book of business, and the artificial intelligence will go in and think, OK, that claim looks entirely valid based on presumably big data that the, the AI is using, and therefore that can just be paid. This one needs a little bit of human intervention, and this one looks a bit dodgy. Is that, yeah, so you know, it, to put it, it in layman's terms, is that sort of what happens? Yeah, it's, it's, so it's kind of it's automation in a way. So yeah. a lot of people hear about robotic process automation. It's that with AI combined with it, which you see a lot now as well. But they've got a lot of experience with insurance. Yeah. So as you say, it, it, it streamlines the process, and in so doing, it, it reduces costs and speeds up payments. So it's another way of... Improving the life of the insured as well as the insurer. It's, um, yeah, you'd hope so, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you hope so, yeah. yeah it, it is amazing. A little bit of research beforehand, and you suddenly think, it feels as though we're on the cusp of some significant changes in, in the insurance world over the next five years as these sorts of technologies come in. And as you say, the intention is that it improves life for both insurer and insured. And it does feel as though there's going to be some big changes over the next five to ten years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm really new to the insurance industry, so I'm coming in without the legacy background that a lot of people have. So for me, I think there's a lot of change coming up. I think a lot of people might say they've already had a lot of change. I don't know. (laughs) Can't can't put myself in their position. But it seems really exciting to me, which is why I moved into the industry and I intend to stay. So one thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that earlier I mentioned that InsurTech we're not just looking for insurtechs. We're not just looking for startups. Mm-hmm. And something I think is really exciting is that the insurance industry, particularly the kind of specialty industry, is so there's so much going on that almost every new technology and idea has, has got some sort of relevance. And what I really like to find, and we like to find in the Lloyd's Lab, is technology businesses that don't realise that they're the next insurtech. Um, an example might be Climacell, who we had in our last cohort. Mm-hmm. They use IoT to get a much... Sorry, IoT. Sorry, Internet of Things. Thank you. So, like, your phone is an Internet of Things sensor. Um, your fridge, you've got a connected fridge. And your... I, I don't. <laughs> good, good. So, lots of things are now connected to the internet, and they give you a view of what's happening in the world around you, around us. And Climacell are leveraging that to understand what's happening with the weather in a much more granular way than you can do with normal forecasts. So, how do they do that? So, I mean, for as an example, your phone talks to cell towers, right? So, it'll talk to like three cell towers, which will communicate. Right. Those cell towers talk to each other. And when they talk to each other, if there's rain, that 
signal is distorted in a certain kind of way. So they can detect that it's raining at a much more granular level because they get that kind of data. They can also get some data from cars and various other sensors, which gives them much more readily updated, much more granular weather data than you might get from kind of the Heathrow weather station or something. That's incredible and I'm not sure if it was terrifying or not terrifying. <laughs> I mean, so does that mean that my Google, nothing to do with insurance, but does that, does that mean that my Google Maps in shortly will have weather systems on it as well so I'll be able to know precisely what the weather is for the whole of my journey well I mean they've got an app where you can look at the weather oh, do they? A bit more granularly yeah just, <laughs> but that's kind of like a story a I am consumer version of what they what they do they're working with minute re on a proof of concept to um, to do event contingency so if there's a big sporting event with mm. people outdoors and you know there's a load of TV rights up for grabs and if you need to cancel it you're going to lose out on 30 yeah, million of, of revenue or something you really want to be sure that you're making the right decision and you know is that thunderstorm going in a different direction you know are you going to make that call or not and so Clamsell can help with stuff like that. Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, and they're a great example of where they you know they didn't have any insurance footprint before joining the lab. Yeah. So I want to find more of those kind of startups. No, I, I can see why. Um, and what happens after the 10-week cohort is over? Do you continue to assist these companies when they kind of effectively the cohort is over? Yeah, the 10 weeks, I mean, 10 weeks is really short. I mean, how much can you do in 10 weeks, in re- in, yeah, really, you know? So we see the 10 weeks as a way of proving if there's value in, in really investing in the relationship. And I mean, it's not us that will decide that, really. It's the mentors in the market that decides. So what we'd like to see is at the end of the 10 weeks, there's a demo day where they present what they've achieved. We like to see then the mentors they've had and maybe some of the other non-mentors for them, but people who've seen them present their skills and their ideas, come and continue to work with them after. We welcome them to come back to the lab. Um, we want to see them doing commercial deals with the market, continue to do proofs of concept, etc. So we try to support that as much as we can. And, and how is it funded? Million dollar question. And, and do, you take, do you take equity in startup companies? So it's, it's, it's funded by Lloyd's Corporation. And no, we don't, take, we don't demand equity. We don't require it. We don't give funds to the startups to come in. They don't pay to come in. It's kind of, there's no money really transacting right. between us all. The only time there was was with Layer that we invested in, and that was by mutual consent. So no, we, we, don't, we don't want to put startups off and short exit off coming in. We want to find the best that's out there and connect them with the market. So we, I think we're, we're quite an attractive place for them to come, really. No, that's excellent. Um, and if, if a wannabe insured tech entrepreneur um, happens to be listening to this podcast, um, and hopefully they are, how should they get involved? You've already mentioned there's a website, um, and do they simply contact you through the website? Yeah, lloydslab.com, and there's links on there. We've got a Twitter account, um, lloyds underscore lab. Um, come and see us in the Lloyds building if you're in there. So we're really open to meeting new people. I'll probably meet a few insurtechs every week or two throughout the year. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody who hasn't yet started insurtech, we meet those as well. And actually, I'd say that quite a lot of the startups we see from people who've been in the market for, you know, they've had a career in the market, whether it's 10 or 20 years or something, they know the market well and they know yeah. that there's an opportunity, there's a, there's a challenge and then they partner up with someone with the tech skills and fix it. And we see a lot of that. I think that's, that's great. Brilliant. That is great. And uh, what one thing do you want our listeners to take away from this discussion? Well, I'd like them to realise that the Lloyd's Lab is there for the market and that we're we're always keen to meet new insurtechs, new ideas, and um, we'll do what we can to help get people into the market and meet the people they need to meet. So if you're, a, if you're an insurer and you listen to this and you're in the Lloyd's market, if you want to get involved, just get in contact with us. Come and see us on Gallery 4 of the Lloyd's building. If you're a tech business, whether it's an insurtech or to be insurtech, then just get in contact with us. Perhaps we can work together. Great. And I appreciate that uh, your role within insurance has been, so far, kind of fairly brief. 
Um, but what bit of advice would you give as someone who's, who's a, a new arrival in the insurance industry? What advice would you give to someone else who's starting in the insurance industry? Good question. The thing about the, particularly the Lloyds market, is there are acronyms and terms galore. <laughs> now, I was a management consultant before this, and every customer, every client I went to had different acronyms, the same acronyms for different things, and you soon get to know them. I think this place is even more difficult than any other client <laughs> I've had, to be honest. And what I'd say is that just because somebody speaks in a language that doesn't make sense to you doesn't mean the actual concepts aren't very logical and easy to understand once you know what those words mean. <laughs> so I'd say it's about find an online dictionary or build your own dictionary of terms and, and ask people questions because I think this market makes a lot of sense once you kind of understand what people are talking about and getting over that initial barrier can initially seem a bit, a bit daunting. You, you should set up a little company. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll put you in touch with someone who will be able to help you do that. <laughs> Love to. Ed Gaze, that was absolutely fantastic and fascinating. Thank you so much indeed. Thanks, Peter. Great. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Insurance Covered. Insurance Covered is an RPC production, recorded and edited by Mary Mitchell. We couldn't do this without Joe Burgess, Sean Alberts and of course our guests. Thanks to them. If you want to be a guest or have any feedback for us, please contact us on podcast at rpc.co.uk. Finally, please rate, share and review it. And please subscribe so that you can ensure receiving future episodes. Thank you.